Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Then you shall do so, my friend. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate you being with us this afternoon. Uh, very much appreciated. And we'll bang on that drum. There you go. little drum banging taking place there. Uh, Friday afternoon. And also the wrap-up not only of the week, but of the entire month of July. And we will now enter tomorrow, August, which will look an awful lot like July. I'm sorry about that. Yes, uh... Jokar Sarnayev has had his uh, death penalty overturned. The uh, U.S. Appeals Court, in this particular question, were all upset about a variety of things. And his, uh, the matter is remanded to the district court with a direction to hold a new penalty phase trial, which does not therefore mean that automatically the death penalty is gone. It means the first time around it didn't take. But uh, clearly... Uh, the the appeals court is very upset at with Sarnayev maybe having gotten an unfair trial, despite the fact that he killed a bunch of people and injured a bunch more and is low-life scum and uh, should be placed in a room with the families of the victims who should all be issued baseball bats, and after 20 minutes, the family members should be allowed to leave, no questions asked, and someone should be sent in with a mop. However, uh, the uh, lawyers for uh, Sarnayev had argued that uh, the death penalty ruling should be thrown out, but he did not receive a fair trial. The trial should have been moved out of Boston. It could have been moved to the rings of Saturn, okay? And that wouldn't have changed the evidence. And also, they pointed to social media posts from two jurors, uh, one of whom would go on to become the jury four person, uh in which the, that the particular individual, had, re, after uh, Sarnayev's capture, had called him a piece of garbage, unquote, which is probably insulting to garbage everywhere. But be that as it may, uh, the uh, appeals court wanted to know why these two jurors who had indicated their distaste for Sarnayev had not been dismissed, or at least why the trial judge had not asked him follow-up questions after the post came to light on the eve of the trial. So... Uh, be that as it may. So it will go back to the jury, and uh, or I should say go back to the U.S. District Court level for a new trial penalty phase. And uh, I suppose, theoretically, you could see the death penalty reinstated for the surviving Boston Marathon bomber. 
Uh, of course, whether that will get past the appeals court, I wouldn't know. I would hope that it would then be appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, and we hope that John Roberts is not uh, feeling his liberal side when that case comes up. But really what we're talking about here, uh, the, the the appeals court just really does not like the death penalty because, heaven forbid, uh, poor Jokar Sarnayev, probably his socioeconomic whatevers were all messed up, and as a result, why? <laughs> It's all our fault, okay, that he bombed the uh, the parade. I'm sure it's all our fault. Texter says, say, Big Jim, have you ever filled in for Rush Limbaugh? No, I've not. We work for competing companies. So, uh, no, that would be uh, what you call a big uh, uh, no-no here. Uh, the judge who overturned this needs to be impeached and disbarred. What a disgrace. Uh, well, it was an appeals court of more than one judge, but get them all, sure. Uh, Jimbo, they overturned the Boston Marathon bomber's death sentence. Three people dead, died, including a child, dozens wounded, uh, 260 wounded, actually. Uh, some of them lost limbs. That is true. That's true. But again, I'm sure that, that it, it wasn't his fault. It must have been society's fault. So maybe we should all get the death penalty. Blah, 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 boo, hoo, hoo. So... For what it's worth, yeah, that uh, that has come out today. More more good news out there. You just never know uh, where it's coming from these days. And of course, the dead people will not be be brought back by this. But hey, what can I tell you? I just uh, I just pass this along to you. But for what it's worth, yeah. Although the the appeals court went out of its way to say that he will definitely spend the rest of his life behind bars. It's just a question of how long that life will be. Jimbo for Bobby Mack. It's 512 as we turn to John in uh, Greenville. Hello, John. Uh, hey, Jim. Um, you know, I tell you, I just don't quite understand the mask thing. Um, now, I, my, don't let my New York accent fool you. Happiness is New York in my rearview mirror, and I've been down here 32 years. But I still have relatives up there, and the entire city of New York Okay, which has a population of almost twice this entire state of South Carolina yeah. had about uh, uh, 400 new cases of uh, 400 new cases and I think eight deaths. Okay, we're somewhere in the neighborhood of about 1,900 new cases and I don't know how many deaths. Now, uh, I have relatives in the health industry up there, and trust me, during the heyday, they were stepping over bodies like cordwood. Okay, so this is a real deal. I mean, it, it, it's not a conspiracy or anything like that. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I just can't quite understand that. But as a conservative, what's the problem when wearing the masks? I'm, a, I'm, a, I don't get it. I'm not. We're not. They're not taking on guns. I'm a gun owner. I mean, I just don't get it. No shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service. I have no problem with it. I'll tell you, I, I wear a mask when I go out, and uh, I don't feel that my rights have been violated. Uh, I don't feel that my. Uh, my manhood has been uh, somehow uh, taken from me, uh, uh, for what it's worth. Thank you. Uh, again, Thank if you. you wear a mask, you know, it, it's uh, for the protection of others. Wearing a mask does nothing to protect you. It protects other people. So That's exactly it. And the only difference, those knuckleheads in New York, I'm sorry if my relatives are listening, but the only difference that they're doing or not has got to be the mask. And yet I hear these callers and I have friends. They are not going to wear that mask. And I just don't quite can't get my arms around it. You know, so and what if it doesn't work? Okay, we're wrong. The end of 30 days, you're like, well, geez, I got a little rash around my mouth. 
But like you said, you might have saved that your grandmother or your great aunt or who knows who else or even yourself. So, um, I, you know, I've been just, you know, I listen to the this, this show on a regular basis after work and I just don't quite get it. You know, I, um, but anyway, thank you for your comment. Well, I appreciate and, uh, your thoughts and, 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 and welcome to, uh, to South Carolina, John. And I, uh, I must confess that, uh, I'll do it uh, because I think it helps, uh, others. And, uh, uh it's certainly any mask, uh, uh, of any, any, uh, worth at all stops uh, globs of saliva and that's the principal spreader of the virus i wear a mask sure well i'll, uh, I'll leave you with yeah. it okay i've okay. got a variety of uh, x's out there and the mask is helping me because they can they don't recognize me you know i can walk around <laughs> freely right now without worrying about getting you know a uh, uh, club to the head or knifed you know so these are all good things for me i'm liking the mask you know so uh <laughs> appreciate it john <laughs> Avoid those X's. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. All right. Uh, Jimbo for Bobby Mack, and it's uh, 515 here at 106.3 WORD. We will pause and be back shortly. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Afternoon all, and uh, thank you for being with us today at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. Also at uh, 106.3 WORD.com, 101.5 FM in Anderson and 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. Our Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307. 71307. 
And uh, we have another assault on uh, the federal death penalty, which uh, was uh, legally enacted, has been legally and fairly applied, and uh, certainly belongs on the head of Jokar Sarnaev. But uh, for now, that has been overturned. And uh, the first U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals uh, did uphold much of the Sarnaev conviction, but uh, the lower court was ordered to hold a new trial strictly over what sentence Sarnaev should receive for the death penalty eligible crimes of which he was convicted. So uh, the U.S. attorney, by the way, in uh, this case in Boston, says his office is reviewing the decision. He'll have more to say in the coming days and weeks. The lawyer for Sarnaev was not immediately responding to a request for comment, but obviously uh, they're pleased at this point. The uh, U.S. Circuit judge in the case writing for the court said that the trial judge fell short in uh, conducting the jury selection process and in assuring that it could uh, winnow out partial jurors exposed to pretrial publicity surrounding the case. Uh, it would be pretty hard to find anyone on the face of the planet who had not heard about that case at that time. And it would be pretty hard to find anyone outside of the ranks of pure terrorists who, in fact, did not have uh, that such opinion uh, offered. Of course, uh, the fact that you put it online, I guess, means that your opinion can therefore be officially brought up. Uh, but uh, uh, trust me, you didn't have anybody sitting on that jury, nor could you uh, compile another jury in a new penalty phase that would not include the overwhelming majority of people who were sickened at what happened and at what uh, their Sanayev brothers did. And at no point here is the uh, the defense suggesting that uh, the Sanayev brothers did not, in fact, uh, make these uh, pressure cooker bombs. Uh, that's pretty much established as fact. But the uh, appeals court says uh, that uh, the uh, pervasive news coverage of the bombing and their aftermath uh, featured bone-chilling photos and videos and his, of the uh, two brothers carrying their backpacks and of those injured and killed during the finish line. Yeah, it was bone-chilling. In some cases, it was bone-exposing. Okay. But that uh, the trial judge uh, erred in allowing the jury to include jurors who had already formed an opinion that uh, Jokar was guilty Uh and he did so in large part because he answered yes to the question whether they could decide this high-profile high case based on the evidence. So I suppose that, that you would be rewarding what amounts to uh, perjury, I suppose, if you uh, let people answer yes to the question of whether or not they could decide the case. I mean, no decent citizen in Boston would be unaware of the bombing and without an opinion. Would you want to even be judged in a courtroom based on somebody who had no opinion about that bombing? I mean, you really reach the point of sheer stupidity here at uh, some point. Although the appeals court did go out of its way uh, to add that uh, they... Uh, our, our law and order, they're really tough on this. Make no mistake, Jokar will spend his remaining days locked up in prison, with the only matter remaining being whether he will die by execution. So the only question is uh, of how long he will spend the rest of his life behind bars. Well, 
Tronaeff, by the way, is currently being held at the United States Supermax prison in Florence, Colorado, uh, a site so remote and well-secured that it is nicknamed the Alcatraz of the Rockies, so he's probably not uh, not going anywhere. But uh, in any event, my guess is that uh, if you uh, convene another jury, they will also go for the death penalty. And a lot of people knew people who were, who were in uh, that crowd, and even if they weren't killed or injured, uh, they could have been. So uh, then, then what does the appeal court do? Uh, do they simply say, well, we're just not going to allow a trial uh, outcome that, that includes the death penalty ever because we don't like the death penalty, even though it is a part of federal law? As far as I know, the, uh, the appeals court has not chosen to challenge the federal death penalty statute constitutionally speaking, which surprised me. I expected them to go after that, but uh, I doubt that that would have passed muster uh, it would have almost certainly been appealed at that point to the U.S. Supreme Court. As it is, at some point, one would assume that uh, this will be appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court as well. What happens there? Good heavens, who knows? At this stage of the game, it's uh, it's hard to know what our uh, fine Supreme Court will do because our Supreme Court is uh, sometimes supremely divided and supremely conflicted and uh, supremely inconsistent, it would seem, on the laws of the day, part of uh, John Roberts' efforts, I suppose, to uh, to build his legacy, quote-unquote, which he apparently views as being Anthony Kennedy 2.0. But for the moment, not that there was any any thoughts that uh, Jokar Zarnayev would be executed any time soon, but that his time on death row has, uh, for the moment, uh, been presumably extended. That's not entirely clear, but uh, but presumably so. Anyway, for what it's worth, uh, on the day of his sentencing, for those who might have questioned the, the facts of the case, Jokar said, and I follow, I, I quote, I am sorry for the lives I have taken, for the suffering that I have caused you, for the damage I have done, irreparable damage. In case there is any doubt, I am guilty of this attack along with my brother, unquote. So, that is the only worthwhile argument, really, in opposition uh, to the death penalty, that uh, sometimes you can get the wrong person, and that if you, in fact, execute the wrong person, there is no form of uh, compensation that is possible, that you can, if, for example, you uh, convict the wrong person and they're suffering, uh, say, a life sentence behind bars, that you can, in essence, offer them uh, money in lieu of years, that is to say, they can receive uh, cash compensation uh, to make up for the time uh, of their life that was taken away. You can't do that in the case of people who are executed, which is true you cannot. But in this particular case, you have a flat-out admission on top of the overwhelming evidence, so there's no question about the fact he did it. So, again, for the life of me, uh, how this U.S. Appeals Court can issue this ruling, I don't know, but they're playing little, little mind games with us. And their real agenda is that they just don't like the federal death penalty. Well, I got to tell you, I do. All right. Jim Bohannon for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. Our Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063, the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307. And our time now is 529.
If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, we got you covered here. Bobby Max got the day off, but uh, here we are filling in until 7 o'clock, after which, of course, after the 7 o'clock news, why it's uh, Mark Levin time. And uh, we thank those who are making use of the Ingalls Advantage talk line this afternoon at 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063, including Jeff in uh, Marietta. Hi, Jeff. Hey, it's, it's actually Joe, Jimbo. Um, uh, okay, it doing? is actually Joe. I stand duly corrected. Joe, thank you for being with us. <laughs> I, I, I've been following this case since it happened. Um, I know some people from New England. I've been down here for about 24 years. Um, the man admitted he'd done it wrong. He admitted he blew people up. It took him time to build that pressure cooker bomb. I, there should be no question. I mean, Agreed. I mean, it's op- it's as open and shut <laughs> as you can get. He he might as well have uh, have shot somebody at at home plate of uh, of the uh, the Boston Red Sox in a doubleheader with the Yankees and and uh, fifty thousand witnesses. A- absolutely, and and I think you know uh, this sounds cruel, and I know it's not the way it's supposed to be, but I don't think lethal injection is right. I think he should get a pressure cooker from about ten yards away. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, no, I like that. I, I seriously like that. I've been listening I, to you guys the show for a long time, and love love you guys and uh, Tara and and uh, I like Hannity, and I, I'm, I'm a Republican conservative. I, I just man, this world's coming to crazy stuff. It is. It is filled with crazy stuff, Jeff. And I must tell you, I, I like your suggestion. And I, I, I'm serious about this. I know about the prohibition on cruel and unusual punishment. I don't think that should prohibit creative punishment. And quite frankly, no, the all. pressure cooker. I mean, yeah. Seriously. I know. I know. Eye for an eye is not how it should be now, but it's how it used to be. You steal something, you got your hand off. You're not well, going to do it is, again. This is a, 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 a statute that is uh, duly enacted by, by law. It's not been overturned by the courts, and there are cases in which it absolutely applies. Now, if there were any real question about whether or not Sarnayev did this, and, of course, as I just quoted his, his uh, statement before sentencing, he did it, and then his brother did it. So, I mean, there, there is no question. That's the only defense is, is yeah, they didn't really do it. Him apologizing, I don't think him apologizing makes it, okay for him to get off on the death penalty exactly yeah percent you know exactly you know you know you know how i i beat your grandmother to death with a sledgehammer well i'm really sorry thank you just the same (laughs) i appreciate your time you guys have a great night hey thank you very much thanks jeff 21 minutes now before six o'clock at 1063 word and on his cellular uh, richard joins us this afternoon hi richard hey jimbo appreciate you taking my call Yes, sir. Were you the uh, talk show host that uh, the gentleman called in about and said how much you he was overseas listening to you and how much you had meant to him and your broadcast? 
Well, I, I, I do have overseas listeners, yeah, but uh, I, I don't know uh, well, whether it was. This gentleman was in the military, I believe. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll put it this way. You can listen to me anywhere on the planet, uh, or for that matter, in Earth orbit, if you have uh, if you have a connection to the Internet. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, into professional sports. Mm-hmm. Now, with all sports, attendance is declining dramatically. Yeah. The only thing it seems like is holding them up is the ad revenue. And when it gets to the point where no one is going and the owners have decided that we don't need these stadiums, I think in the next four or five years, if you remember the movie Rollerball. Yeah, I do. I do. It was kind of a fun movie. Okay. It, all sports were co- corporately owned. Yeah. And there were basically no fans and that's the that was the presentation of the sport. And I think with without any fans, with the lack of any interest in it, corporations are the only things that are gonna keep sports alive. Yeah, but the thing of it is the corporations don't want to keep sports alive just out of the goodness of their hearts or because they're really deep fans. For example, uh, uh, you take advertising, all those banners that you see uh, in uh, in sports arenas that, that push this or that product. Those people are buying eyeballs, okay? And if there aren't eyeballs sure. looking at their banners, they're not going to spend money. Uh, same thing with broadcast coverage. People buy ads on programs like this because we provide, uh, in this particular case, we provide uh, uh, things to hear. And if if we don't have people listening, then they won't be buying our advertising. And so, uh, again, uh, if you have nobody interested in a certain activity, in this case, let's say uh, there's a huge drop in the uh, in the uh, uh, viewership, listenership of, of major sports, then you're going to see their revenue dropping all over the place. And, and the, the leagues will not be able to pay those horrendous salaries. I mean, players are going to be going back to, to working for chump change if, if that happens. So what are you going to do with someone like Patrick Mahomes that just signed a 10-year, $100 billion contract, and most of it's guaranteed? Well, that, that'll be a, a subject for his attorney and the attorney for, in this case, the Kansas City Chiefs to, to fight it out. Uh, of course, all such contracts are predicated on the uh, Chiefs organization pulling in the revenue. And uh, if, in fact, they don't have the money, the Chiefs could very successfully argue that uh, we've stopped making money. We are deeply in the red. We don't have it. And uh, Mahomes could could you know buy the most expensive team of lawyers uh, available, but uh, you can't get blood from a turnip, and so ultimately, well, that's he true. wouldn't. You know, so I mean, well, it, uh, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I think the decline is going to continue, and is it has really spilled over into baseball, and with the NBA, with this thing with Nike and China, I don't I don't see how the NBA can continue the way it's going i don't either honestly and i'll tell you putting all your your uh 
uh, uh, eggs in the uh, the Chinese basket, I think, is a, is a bad move on the part uh, of of the NBA. I, I really do, and it is it is so so ironic if you're wearing one of those those woke uh, clothing stickers on an NBA uniform that was put together by some kid making pennies an hour in China. I mean, how woke are you? You know, <laughs> it, it's hard for me to fathom how these black athletes can kneel in protest knowing what's going on in China with these Muslims that are not only slave labor, but they're harvesting organs from them. Yeah, the Uyghurs you're talking about, and yes. Right, yes. Uh, And, uh, well, I guess uh, maybe they should look up the word hypocrite, Richard. I (laughs) I don't think that's in their vocabulary. Maybe not. It, It ought to be. But 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 you're right. I mean, it's clearly it's clearly uh, hypocritical. It is clearly inconsistent, and I don't think they care. Again, remember the minimum wage for major league team sports players. The major league minimum wage is about half a million dollars a year. That's a that's a tough job to have, isn't it? Isn't it? And, and in that case, you're sitting on a bench. You're not even sweating that much. You may get two three minutes a game during. During, during junk time, you know. It's weird. Jimbo, thank I tell you, you so much for thank your time. you, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate your back. thoughts. Yeah, the NBA, just another example of the hypocrisy that infests the major league sports. This is Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 1063 WORD, now on 99.1 FM in uh, Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. In addition to the 95.1, we got your 101.5 FM in Anderson and everywhere on the radio.com app, where the time now is 15 before 6. Afternoon, all. Thank you for being with us this afternoon at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, where we have available the Ingalls Advantage talk line at 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063, and the Common Sense Retirement Planning Tech Line 71307, 71307. A reminder, if I might uh, plug myself, uh, on uh, Sunday evenings, Around 106.3 WORD, they run a program called The Best of Bohannon, or as I like to refer to it, The Least Worst of Bohannon. But be that as it may, uh, it's uh, a program I think you'll enjoy from 8 till 10 p.m. on Sunday evenings. And uh, this week's program will feature uh, former uh, Deputy Undersecretary of Defense and uh, columnist for the American Spectator, Jed Babin, and also uh, Sean Walsh, formerly with the staff of President Reagan. We'll talk a bit about... uh, uh, mail-in balloting and the like. Uh, then at uh, 
9 o'clock on Sunday evening, the best of Bohannon. We'll talk with uh, law professor Frank Buckley about the William Barr, uh, this graceful circumstance that uh, I haven't had my chance to weigh in on that, and I think that I will I will weigh in just a, a little bit on that. Honestly, as I watched William Barr getting ripped apart and just being treated like trash, I liked what I saw, and here's why. Although I hated the treatment that a, a, a decent and good man like William Barr got. But seriously... That was just a terrible display. The Democrats didn't help themselves with that. You know what they were doing. As, as Barr noted, it's a hearing. I'm supposed to be heard. No, no, he's not supposed to be heard. Democrats were cutting campaign videos. Everybody on the Judiciary Committee wanted their chance for their little soundbite they were going to lift out and put into their campaign commercials. See how Congressman or Congresswoman Smith uh, ripped into Bill Barr, reelect him. That's what they were doing. They were making sound bites, snarky sound bites for campaign videos. But if you noticed what happened on the day of the bar testimony, right in the middle, and it caught everybody by surprise. If if you uh, watched uh, various uh, uh, TV channels watching the coverage, all of a sudden the anchors were coming in and say, "Well, we we've got a a Joe Biden news conference," and they were shocked. And, and naturally, Joe Biden doesn't take news conferences. He sits in the basement of his home there trying to memorize the alphabet. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's a Joe Biden news conference. Well, they felt they had to go cover it, and in truth, they did. But, of course, that meant you can't cover two things at once, so they cut away from this inquisition of Bill Barr. What do you bet that one of Joe Biden's people tuned in to watch this roasting of Barr and just said, oh, my goodness, Jerry Nadler is such an idiot. He's, he's, he's destroying the Democrats. If you really want to get somebody, you have to give them enough rope to hang themselves. You have to let them, oh, I don't know, answer a question. It, it, it was so tacky and so tawdry that I think that the Biden people said, well, we, we've got to do something. And even though they did not care to have their man exposed to reporters, they called a news conference. Well, of course, the national press have been trying to get news conferences out of Joe Biden for some time. They jumped at it, obviously, as, as they should have. And I, the theory, of course, was that Biden could not possibly do worse for the Democrats than Jerry Nadler and his troop of Capitol Hill clowns were doing. And you know what? That theory was correct. Biden was not terribly glib, terribly smooth, terribly sharp, but then again, he never is. But he was better than the, the, the spectacle the Democrats were putting on in those hearings. Seriously. And, and Jerry Nadler, this is a put down for you if you're listening, which I doubt. But if you are, you were worse than Joe Biden in an unscripted news conference. That's, that's what we call a put down, Jerry. You haven't figured that out. It was just amazing. And you have to think that somebody among the Democrats, they can't all be stupid. Somebody had to have figured out that this, you got to let him talk. Then, then when he talks, we'll, we'll jump on something. There were things they could have brought up, Roger Stone, a few things like that. I don't happen to agree with what the Democrats would have said, but there are things that could have been brought up. But you can't hop on a guy for what he wasn't allowed to say. I, seriously. 
If I had been advising the Democrats, if I had been in their corner and saying, okay, let's go get him, I would have been apoplectic. I would have said, you blew it, Nadler. How could you do that? Put another way, let's assume that you had, uh, oh, a, uh, a Democratic attorney general, and it was a Republican House doing the questioning, and they did this and refused to let that person talk. I would have been embarrassed. I'd say, what are you doing? Let the person talk so that you can then jump on what they say. But you don't just jump because you're feeling petulant. <laughs> Seriously, I was pleased at the House Judiciary Committee hearings, hearings, quote-unquote, of Attorney General William Barr. Please, they looked like the partisan hacks they are. And Jerry Nadler looked like the partisan hack he is. I think they did a great service to the country by exposing themselves as the worthless people they, in fact, are. And I thank them. Thank you, Jerry Nadler. Thank you, House Judiciary Committee Democrats. I'm sorry for what you put William Barr through, but trust me, Attorney General Barr, it was worth it. It was worth it. Just my two cents on that. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about a couple of the people arrested in the assault on that Wisconsin state senator. This is pretty remarkable stuff. Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD. It's a Friday, the end of July. We'll be back in a moment, three minutes now before 6 o'clock. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 